Welcome to Simply Remarkable, created by Remarkable, a Speakers Bureau. And I'm your host today, Sue Falcone, founder and CEO of Remarkable, a Speakers Bureau. Now, we begin this show for you, our audience, because we want you to know the speakers, the entertainers, the celebrities, the music artists, the executive coaches, the corporate trainers, the best-selling authors that we represent. We want you to know them personally, just like we do. And see how remarkable they are and how they want to help you be remarkable too. Now, you will see that we have lots going on today. This is um, National Coffee Day. So we run on Duncan. So we're ready to get started. And our chat line is open and we welcome your questions, your comments, your shout outs, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. And today, I'm so excited about our guest today. Our featured guest is the international motivational award winning keynote speaker, storyteller, TEDx speaker, best selling author of Most People Don't and Why You Should, Bart Berkey. Now, he shares his simple philosophy of life that will help to jumpstart you in the direction of your goals and dreams. Sounds like a winner to me. Now, his book resides in the top 1% of sales on Amazon. So lots of people love this book. His trademark, most people don't, is scientifically and psychologically proven. <laughs> this is so cool. I love it. <laughs> Produce improved behaviors in others. Without further ado, let's welcome Bart Berkey to our show. Welcome, Bart. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And happy Friday. Happy Remarkable Friday, Sue. Thank you, as always. And just as you're reading the intro, a couple of things came about. The reason why you're doing this, because most people don't. Most people are not taking the time to celebrate the people, the talent that they represent. Most people don't do that. So you, by this simple example, are doing. And then as you were reading my description, you represent Remarkable as Speakers Bureau represents the best of the best in the industry. And I just thought to myself, I'm an author. Well, last week's guest maybe was an author. Um, I'm a TEDx speaker. Well, you've had other TEDx speakers on as well. Um, I'm a motivational storyteller. Ooh, well, that's a little different. Storyteller. I don't know. Last week or the week before, maybe you didn't have a motivational storyteller on. So I'm thinking about, well, how is my message different and how am I doing different by working with you? Because you are doing different. Your other speakers are doing different. And before this went live, I know you, you said something really cool. Said that I have a conversation with a potential client. I want to understand a little bit more about you, Bart. We've been talking. We've been working together for you know about a year or so. I just want to make sure it's the right fit. And you said that because you're thinking about what the customer needs by asking them questions at all different levels. And now you're up to the highest levels with these organizations. And you know us, you know the team that you represent 
up and down to see, okay, where is that fit? Where is that fit? Thank you for doing, Sue. Thank you for the listeners for chiming in, for listening, because it is Friday, 10 o'clock Eastern, and you could be doing different things. Hopefully you're watching this live. You could be watching it on the replay, but you are doing what most people don't in order to get better. Okay, I'm going to be quiet. For that, Mark, that's really great because you're right. <laughs> we are the only bureau that we can see that have a live show. Yeah. Then we have a rebroadcast. Mm -hmm. And then this show becomes a podcast. Three audiences in yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, this I got to give credit to our team. Lisa Raymond created this and... It's unique and we love it. We're in our second season, so we know it's working. So thank you, Bart. Now, where you're coming, where are you coming to us from today? Sure. Yes, I live in Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, DC. And my wife and I uh, and our children that are either home or not home, we've been here for gosh, almost 30 years now. Wow. Well, I'm in North Carolina, so we're not far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just down the road. Down the road. Now, you know, we know this 30 minutes just goes by so fast that we want to just jump in. How about that? Please. All right. Now, Bart, where did you grow up and who was the greatest influence in your life? Wow. Uh, it, it, I'm always asking these questions. So it's fun to be getting asked that in return. And I have to stop and just think about that for a moment. I grew up in Pittsburgh, right outside of Pittsburgh, a little town called Plum, Plum Borough, Pennsylvania. And I believe my greatest influencers, twofold, and I hear this often when I'm asking people the question, so let me think about the answer. Twofold would be my mother. My mother is 88 years old, lives by herself, still in Pittsburgh. She is always about gratitude and kindness and engaging people in conversation. I, I thought at one point when I was growing up, I thought it was a little annoying. Why does my mother need to talk to everybody, right? Why does my mother need to look at the name badge of our server at this restaurant at Eaton Park and say, oh, you know, Sue, uh, so, what a lovely name, Sue, right? My mother was always talking to people and showing kindness and gratitude and making handwritten note cards uh, and very artistic. My mother was an art teacher for quite some time. So I believe my mother from a gratitude perspective, my father was also an educator. He was an art teacher for 35 years in the same school district. What I learned from him is pursuing your passion. He loved teaching, but he also loved art to the point where he became an entrepreneur. In addition to being a full-time teacher, he would on weekends uh, and evenings, he would be making and selling his silver jewelry at art shows and craft shows. That allowed him to be able to sustain our family and send three kids off to college and essentially pay cash for it because he was creative. He was an entrepreneur. He was pursuing his passion of doing what he wanted to do. Uh, so I think kindness from my mother and creativity and fulfilling passion. My dad did what he wanted to do and he was happy until he passed a few years ago. That is a remarkable because I can see now how this transformed you because you got to from your mother observing people and what they do yes. or 
don't do. So yeah. my next question is, mm-hmm. you became this observer of people and you observed them doing what they mm-hmm. don't do. What other <laughs> people don't, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in that perspective, can you give us some examples mm-hmm. of what people don't do? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, no, we only have 30 minutes, but. Yeah, no, no, no. Let me just give some, some high level ones that really mean something to me that come top of mind. Most people don't help out the underdog. Most people aren't accepting of the overdog. Most people don't give of themselves, but also focus in on themselves. And I'll share with you a quick story from just yesterday or two days ago. I have to remember what day it is. I was presenting to an association group in uh, San Diego. And this was a group of individuals that were helping migrant and seasonal farm workers. And I do a survey whenever I'm presenting, before I present to groups, I want to get to understand them a little bit more. It's never a canned speech. It's never, you know, so happy to be here at uh, XYZ Association or ABC Association. And let me tell you how it can help out ABC. It's never that way. It is from the heart because I take the time to learn and observe what this group needs. This was a group of individuals that help individuals try to get off of the picking trail. Quick example of what that is. They are farm workers. They start on the West Coast picking XYZ, and then they'll migrate all across the country based on season to pick things. So it's a hard, hard job. These individuals have now dedicated themselves to helping the farm workers find more stability and elevate their lives in different ways, get them off of the poverty line, allow them to have a home, allow their kids to go to the same school night after night after night. I was curious, these people were so giving of others. I said, how many of you used to work in the fields? And out of 350, 400 people, probably more than 60, 70% of people raised their hand. They started working in the field. Most people don't give of themselves to help others. So that is one. Think about others. What can you do to help others? And when we help others, that fills our soul. That's why these people were doing these jobs. Not easy, but they were doing their jobs because it was helping others. In the survey from the advanced work that we had done, the research, we also identified that while they are giving so much of their time, they're not taking care of themselves. So another statement would be, most people don't focus in on self-care. And I would ask in these surveys, we have well over 10,000 responses, not just from this group, but through the years. What is one thing from a personal lens you know you should do that you've not yet had a chance to do? What is one thing that you know from a personal lens, one thing that you know that you should do that you've not yet done? Almost always, the number one answer is focus on myself for fitness, for exercise, for feeling better, for eating better, all these things. Most people don't focus in on themselves. If your cup, if your coffee cup, National Coffee Day, if your cup is empty, how am I going to be able to pour a little bit for you to share, Sue, right? So we are always giving 
but we need to start thinking about ourselves a little bit more, not in a selfish manner, but it's okay to focus in on you. Love yourself. And I made this simple statement. I said, things are good. And I think people need to hear that. Yes, we're busy. There are uncertain times and, and we're tired, but you need to hear this. And I'm going to look real close into the camera. Things are good and they're only getting better. Things are good and they're only getting better. When we have these negative thoughts that come in our head, let them come in, recognize them, and let them go right out. Average person, and so I might have shared this with you, has 60,000 thoughts a day. 95% of them are repetitive. 80% of them are negative. The majority of these negative thoughts we have never come to fruition, never harm us. Why do we even let them stay in our minds for a moment? So feed ourselves. Most people don't feed your soul with good things. Helping other people, that feeds your soul. Doing something for yourself. Drinking enough water feeds your soul. Exercising feeds your soul. Waking up earlier, getting outside, seeing the sunshine, it feeds your soul. Because guess what? The phone that is refreshing, it's not refreshing your passion. It's not refreshing you. Look inside to refresh and feed your soul. That is amazing that we can get that concept that you bring through stories of what we don't do. And now we can begin to see what we should do. But can you tell us some advantages? Yes. Uh, and how to learn mm -hmm. to do what we should to begin with. Yes. Oh, um, we talk about the benefits. We talk about the benefits of doing compared to the consequences of not doing. I'll share a quick story with you. Um, when I was a, a young kid, I had essentially an out-of-body experience during nose surgery. And we don't have time to get into all the details, but just as a result of that out-of-body experience during surgery, I was very fearful. I was very depressed afterwards. I was afraid of going to sleep, losing control. I became afraid of dying. Fast forward 40 years later, I'm like, look, when, when I was trying to have my nose fixed, they never fixed it. Yes, I'm afraid of going into surgery, but if I'm telling people, most people don't face their fears, but here's why you should. I think I'm ready to face my fear. So I scheduled this surgery it was uh, supposed to be very simple and easy, three, three hours in and out. They tell my wife, the surgery is complete. He's doing great. Bring the car around. Well, all of a sudden, my heart attacked me, and I barely made it. They rushed me next door to the hospital, did surgery. Look, I'm here, and I'm fine. But talk about the ultimate experience of when you do. I face my fears, and guess what? I am here. I am alive I am spreading passion and good words and gratitude and kindness. If I did not face my fears, I could have had a, had, a, had a heart attack when I was walking the dogs in the middle of the woods, or I could have been alone in a hotel room and the outcome would have been very, very different. There are benefits to doing. That was just one example. I face my fears and look at the result. Uh, one, one of the attendees from earlier this week 
showed me her list of should do's. She handed me a note after we were done with the session and I opened it up. And number one was introduce herself to Bart Berkey. She faced her fears because normally she wouldn't have done that. She was more of an introvert. So what are the benefits of coming up and saying hello? We started talking. Her organization was looking for some type of a partnership to provide hygiene kits to these migrant farm workers. Everything from, you know, um, hand wipes to Kleenex to toiletries, you name it. Well, guess what? I have a client that I spoke to guest supply not that long ago that I'm going to be able to connect them with. And now, as a result, I'm hoping that that partnership, that introduction will allow these individuals that need hygiene supplies can now have them. That is the benefit of doing. She did what she was uncomfortable in doing. She reached out. She said hello. She introduced herself. And now, as a result, the benefits, she's going to be able to help more people. Um, I have so many examples. When I was a recruiter, when people would do they would get the jobs. And it wasn't just, thank you very much. It's for salespeople, subject line, thank you very much. There's so much more that you can do. This one example, a candidate not only sent an email, thank you. Well, guess what? Almost everyone else sent an email. Easy to send an email. Well, this person sent a handwritten note. They sent a text. Um, they made a phone call. Then they put together, here's my resume, here's the job description, here is the value of what I will do for 30, 60, 90 days to fill this position, to make you even more successful, found it, sent it overnight. That's the person that got the job. So the benefits, health benefits, take the stairs versus the escalator, get that job, being able to have new connections to help someone else. All of those things are as a result of people doing, people taking action benefits, not only self-benefits, benefits, but others-focused benefits. Well, I just want to share something with you, Bart, personal. Yes. Because after reading your book and being with you uh, and speaking with you and talking with you, I had uh, faced a lot of fears in my life. Mm -hmm. But, and I'm healthy and all, but I had never dedicated time for a hard workout with weights and everything. I, I just avoided that. I just thought I'm good because I am in great shape, mm -hmm. all like this. And I said, you know, my age and stage, I weights, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I started a group here at Remarkable, we have a training facility here that works so that uh, it 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 got us all to moving and working. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate that so much. We we enjoy that so much. And now I can lift weights, and I'm excited. Yeah, right. You, you did something that maybe that most people don't do. You did something because maybe you were fearful of it. So you faced your fears. Most people don't. It's not easy. It's not always comfortable. It's hard work. Most people don't do it. But as a result, do you feel better soon? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you were and like you said, you were in great shape. You walked all the time. Right. But now you're even 
stronger. It will give you more energy. It'll help you think more clearly. Those are the benefits of doing. And it certainly helps you live longer. That's the deal. You know, I want to, I want to still be remarkable. All right. So here we are. But anyway, thank you so much. Because like I said, I probably would have never faced that. Probably would have never faced it. Now, yesterday we featured you as our blog of the week. And we chose one because I had seen you send it out in your newsletter Mm -hmm. about do decency and experience true joy. Now, tell us, how did you choose the topic of decency (laughs) and what can we do that will bring us the experience of true joy in our life? Amazing. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. So thank you for that honor. So thank you to you and your team for, for selecting that topic, doing decency. Uh, I, I was doing a lot of research and the research would talk about IQ, how smart someone is in doing their job or just in general. And then there's the EQ part, the emotional quotient. How well do I understand my actions and how it will impact you? Those are two really, really good things. But I was thinking, and I have examples of this, uh, Airbnb, when they were laying off folks, uh, when the pandemic hit, they laid off individuals. But to me, they did decency because they let their employees keep their laptops. They paid a year for their insurance. They paid for an executive coach to help them get another job. They did decency. So as I would describe decency, it is doing right by and for others. We can be smart. At our jobs, we can know how our uh, our actions affect others, but unless we do right by and for others, it doesn't really matter. So it is goes back to that doing part, doing right by and for others. To me, that is doing decency. The story that I shared, traveling a lot, being a speaker and a facilitator, uh, there was a, a trip not that long ago in which the pilot had said, If this is your final destination, I was flying from L.A. to Washington, Dallas. If this is your final destination, please remain seated. Welcome to Washington, Dallas. But we have several tight connections. And I'm so sorry we were delayed. We have tight connections. Please allow the people in the back of the plane that have tight connections to get off. As soon as the plane stopped, you hear the unbuckling. And everybody just stood up. See, I'm showing you. Everyone just stood up. There were people in the back of the plane. I was at my final destination, no worries, but there was a couple about 80 years old that missed their connection. And they are trying to to go from, I think it was from Austria all the way finally to like the West Coast uh, because they needed to be there for the birth of their first grandchild. And they missed it because people were not decent. And it made me angry. And I wanted to share that story. It would evoke emotions. Data is not going to evoke as many emotions as stories. You'll remember stories. And I thought to myself, how can I, I'll share this story, but it also in the back of my mind said, well, how can we solve it? How can we do what most people don't? How can we do decency? So last week I'm flying from Washington, DC to Chicago, Chicago to Wisconsin. Similar situation, delayed. I'm in the back of the plane. I'm talking to the couple next to me. They are also trying to make their connection. A flight attendant notices me. This is where we're going to use a quote, care to be aware, 
She observed, she cared to be aware, and she dared to take action. She heard us talking. She came back and she said, you know, not, not to interrupt you, but I understand you have a tight connection. Let me see what I can do. She wanted to see if there was an open airplane seat closer to the exit. She came back, so sorry, we're full. How many bags do you have? Just one. I'm going to make an announcement. In fact, I'm going to make two announcements just to remind people there's people with tight connections. Maybe that'll help. And she did this. As soon as the chime goes off, I'm going to meet you down the aisle and we're going to get off of the plane, you and the other two people that you're next to, just follow me. And when the ding went off, right, she made the announcements, she came to get us and we followed her. And it was a lot of, please, excuse me, thank you, tight connections, tight connections, please, thank you, coming through, coming through, if you have a tight connection, please join us. And we were able to get off the plane and we made the connection. Two takeaways. She cared to be aware. Thank you, Chris, with American Airlines. She cared to be aware and she dared to take action. She just, she did something. The second lesson is instead of see something, say something, if you see something, do something. And this was my chance. This was my chance to help someone that was trying to help us do decency. Care to be aware, dare to take action. And when you see something, do something. Those are the best things that will allow us to do decency, to make decisions that are good for other people. Because guess what? If that didn't work, I would have had to drive at least four hours, maybe, to get to my destination in Wisconsin. Um, the other family would have missed other things. It could have cost them money. They couldn't stay overnight. Like So many other things would have happened for the mere courtesy and the mere decency of just staying in your seat for a few minutes. But... Chris also did decency by doing something. Wow. Those are the people that you then you want to reward. Okay. Those are the ones that we put on social media or send them a note saying, look, you've got an employee here that really helped us. And that hopefully that everyone will see this is what we need to do. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is something Gave, you can do. Yeah. Her her saying, we can't do anything, but we can. You're absolutely right. And so the, the interesting thing is I gave her a gratitude stone. I travel in my pocket with gratitude stones and they're just little shiny, shiny stones, um, you know, quartz and Jasper and tiger eye, whatever they are, green aventurine. And I give them to people when I see them going above and beyond, when I see them doing, when I see them taking action. So I gave her one, I gave a business card and I said, you have no idea how kind you are. Thank you for doing this, doing this. I'm driving to the event the next morning. She happens to live in a little town, Mosini, Wisconsin. She calls me while I'm driving to my presentation. She said, my plans changed. I'm actually in your neighborhood. Can I come and listen to your presentation for just a bit? Yeah, of course you can. Chris with American Airlines out of Mosini, Wisconsin. She does. She does what other people don't do. And my way of thanking, not just saying thanks, but showing thanks. Here's a gratitude stone. Just my thanks to you. And if you run into someone that needs it more than you, it's okay to pass it on. Just like we can pass on decency and kindness and doing. That's a great idea. And I bet there's lots of people that want to do things and say, oh, but they're not prepared to do that. So thank you. Today, yeah. maybe we can handle that, that we can get that. 
or can you believe it's almost time to close? Darn, let's do it again. I know. Well, well, certainly invite you back because everybody will want to hear more. But in closing, Bart, what will you do today to be remarkable? Oh, man. Okay. And this is not staged. My sister-in-law no. just had a half knee replacement. I was in San Diego presenting. Um, I did some book sales and some t-shirt sales. So I had some extra cash. I'm like, you know what? I want to do decency for my sister-in-law. So um, she grew up with a little a little stuffed ape called Miapi. Um, this is not Miapi. This is a friend for her little Miapi, which is the silliest word in the world, word in the world. But anyway, I bought her a little um, gorilla that's scented. You can put it in the microwave. It's going to be warm. So I'm going to mail it to her because I don't have time to drive it to her today. And she'll heat it up and she will recover with her knee surgery with something that I did to take action, to do decent, to think of someone else. So that's what I'm going to do. And it was not staged at all. Right? No, we never stage any of this. No. This is live. We don't rehearse. Yeah. You know, we let the connections do what they do, you know, because we know out there we're daring to take the action. Yes. You know, that's what we do. That's what we do. Thank you so much. And in closing, our audience, we want to challenge you. Just like I challenged Bart, what are you going to do today to be remarkable? We've heard a lot of things today, gotten a lot of ideas. You can make a difference by doing. And we just welcome, let us know what you're going to do today to be remarkable. Put it in the chat or on our action items or wherever uh, that you can send it to us because we'd love to know what you're going to do. We always look for stories, aren't we, Bart? Yes, we are. We are. <laughs> yes, we are. Okay. Again, thank you for joining us. And we hope that you will join us back here next Friday, which will be October 6th. Can you believe it? It's already going to be October. I'm not sure where September went, but hey, we're ready to start a new month. And our featured guest will be the international award-winning leadership, economics, healthcare, and business growth keynote speaker. She's a former U.S. Navy retired commander. She's a best-selling author of 15 books. She's an executive consultant and coach, CEO of Productive Leaders, and she's a Hall of Fame speaker. You won't want to miss the remarkable Mary Kelly. She will be here with us next week for another great episode and we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel because you won't miss a an episode of our show and you can also go back and see all the previous episodes because you might want to just check out Bart again because maybe you didn't get it all down and want to hear it again and that's great that's great so at least you won't miss anything. Also, the videos of our talent that we represent here at Remarkable, all the current videos are there. And so you can see what we have. Now, we hope that you have a remarkable fall. It's football weekend. And we will see you here next Friday. Thanks so much, Bart. Thank you, Sue.